So in, as an example, there's an exercise in here called um, losing speech. And it's, you have to, you're the, ho, you're the uh, coach of your kid's peewee basketball team and you're up 10 points at the half. You got to give them, but you bet heavily against them. So you have to create a halftime speech that allows your team to lose with dignity while you trash yours. Oh my so, gosh. That's so, so like, solid. This is Lit and Lucid, your after work de-stress smoke sesh podcast. I'm your host, Lit. And I'm your host, Lucid. And we're going to take you on a journey. A journey to discover the truth and find the balance. Every week, we get deep on those thought-provoking topics that ooze out of the cannabis universe. But we also keep it real by illuminating important issues and people in today's culture. So kick back. Consume your favorite cannabis products and get cozy Cozy in the the Lit and Lucid lifestyle. Welcome, everybody, to the Lit and Lucid podcast. We are here recording another episode of the show. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Sean Gold. He is the founder of Pilgrim Soul. And you guys, uh, this is going to be a great episode. We got this journal, and I didn't think much about it, but once we started diving into it, it was really interesting for Jared and I to kind of play with and get high with and kind of think. So I'm excited to sit down and talk with Sean and learn a lot more about the Pilgrim Soul Creative Thinking Journal. What's up, Sean? Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I really, I'm, I'm really excited to be here. I love the name of the podcast. It is my stretch goal every time I get high to be lit and lucid. Oh, man. <laughs> well, if you can like accomplish both at once, like you are like a man well <laughs> above your time. That's flow state. That is flow state. You're right. I was going to say two of my favorite things are creativity and cannabis. And like you were the merger of both of those. So we're super excited for this. Love to talk about it. Cool. Yeah. Well, you know, the premise of our show is cannabis. So I always inevitably have to ask, are you a cannabis consumer yourself? I am a avid cannabis consumer. I've been consuming cannabis for about 40 years. Um, and really, cannabis for creativity is always kind of the goal for me. I've been in creative jobs, which you know we can talk about a little later about my, my background, but I've always used cannabis as like a second opinion from myself. So um, to just kind of back up, get out of my way, you know, break through the rationalizations that we just kind of use to avoid things every day. Cannabis is sort of like a truth serum for me and uh, professionally. That's great. I mean, you just like dropped a big one on us right at the start of the show, but I kind of want to go back there. So you like, you literally smoke weed just to like, like re-articulate your thoughts and like have debates in your head and like make sure that you're kind of on the right track. I, so for work, I use cannabis. So I was, I was a head of, you know, was one of the early guys, CMO of MySpace. So I was trying to figure out the social media space. I was early in the blog space, launched this blog Engadget and Autoblog and a bunch of other blogs. And so I was trying to figure out that business model and the internet itself. I was, you know, there at the beginning of the internet doing content stuff. So I've always had to my jobs have always been in doing things that haven't been done before and trying to, you know, kind of figure them out. So I use cannabis for empathy, like thinking about the target audience, um, like, uh, like a writer, you know, would use cannabis to, um, feel what their, what their characters would say, what they would feel. So I use that to 
figure out what you know the readers or the listeners or the readers of this blog might think. And then I use it for enhanced imagination to make nonlinear connections where, where a lot of new ideas come from. Most things that we do, blogs, social media, they're all a mix of a bunch of different things that have happened in the past. How do you make those connections? So that's sort of seeing that pattern recognition and then also hyper-focus to just go like deep inside a problem, block everything out. I, I kind of have a bit of ADD, like almost every human being on the planet at this point. Um, so cannabis is like a really great thing for me to zoom in, helps me really zoom in. And then as I said before, you know, it's, it's, it's truth serum for me. I will, we, we need rationalizations and to get through everyday life, you know, they, that guy's a jerk or that didn't make sense or they don't know what I'm talking about. We, you know, we just have to, def we need it. I mean, it's not an unhealthy thing. We have to deflect things. Otherwise I would give all my money to every homeless person I see on the street. You know, I have mm -hmm. to, you have to ignore and block things out. But when I'm a, when I'm high, I just, I cannot lie to myself. I might, I'll be thinking about something, a rationalization or something will come into my head. And then I'll say to myself, you know, you can, you can say that to yourself, Sean, but that's not actually the truth, just as long as you know that. Yeah, no, I love cannabis because, you know, the, the merger with creativity really is like a natural progression. You know, you think about creativity and, and what creativity even is, and that's just basically like divergent thinking. And then yeah, I feel like, totally. yeah, and then you're basically finding patterns and, and Jesus, anybody who even like smokes weed, I feel like is like, look at all these crazy thoughts I'm having. And then you start finding patterns just from smoking weed. And so... It kind of like if, if you're already creative, I feel like cannabis enhances that. And then if you're not creative, cannabis like shows you like, hey, there's like uh -huh. creativity out there. Yeah. Yeah. I like to think that cannabis helps open up the aperture a bit. Yeah. You have a big aperture and you're taking a lot of creativity, then it just opens it up even more. And if it's a you know small aperture, then it you know, it open it it opens that. It, it's about productivity, producing ideas and it, your ideas don't have to be great to be creative. You just have to, it just, you know, cannabis really just helps them fire in a more uninhibited way. That's interesting. Now, what inspired you to get into the cannabis industry and, you know, start this journal and your other passion projects with cannabis? Outside of my, you know, career, like in high school in the cannabis business, um, in the apple orchard before biology class, um, in the legal cannabis business, uh, I had this dinner in my house in uh, Laurel Canyon. I was helping out the Stanley Brothers from Colorado. Then we had this dinner with them and I was introducing them to influential people in Los Angeles. And we had Paige Figgy, Charlotte's mom from Charlotte's Web speak at the dinner and lovely human being. And she, um, you know, she was saying how her, she brought her daughter home for basically hospice, you know, she's a nurse and intravenously fed her cannabis oil and, and it woke her up. She went from 2000, you know, seizures a month to about three in, you know, almost immediately. And that, that whole, the medicinal aspect really moved me in a very significant and deep way. Um, that personal story, everyone was crying at the table and, um, and, it, and, and it just, made me think that I need to put my life into this business. It also, you know, I, as I said before, I, I really like businesses that haven't been figured out. Uh, and this, 
this business has a lot of figuring out to do, and it will for a very long time. No, totally. And I think part of that is just organization and and kind of uh, kind of getting people into the mix and, and kind of showing people what the plant is. And I think really your journal helps with a lot of those things. It's like a mix of like, you know, experienced stoner can just dig right in. And at the same time, it's a mix of like a new person that might be experiencing cannabis for the first time gets to kind of explore like a fun way to, to interact with cannabis where it's not so much of like the the propaganda that's been spilled towards people for years. It's just like a really fun and easy way to, to interact from a level of creativity and you're coloring and you're doing like fun little word plays. And so really it's like the perfect merger and a great way for people to kind of onboard themselves with cannabis or just like take their cannabis experience to like a whole new level. So I think that's like a, it's totally a product of the maturation of our industry and kind of where we're at now. Hope people are just thinking like, what is in this journal? What is he right. talking? <laughs> well, we're going to dive into the journal. Um, but before that, let's talk about Pilgrim Soul, where you came up with the name. Uh, because I received the journal and I'm like, Pilgrim Soul, this is weird. And then I kind of looked <laughs> up your vibe on Instagram and I'm like, couldn't really figure it out. So why don't you tell us what the vibe is and how so it started? So Pilgrim Soul is, the name comes from a poem I used to seduce my wife like 20 years ago. I actually saw, I was watching a movie, I, I got the idea for this poem. I was watching um, Peggy, this movie, Peggy Sue Got Married, great movie, in like 1985. And this beatnik guy was seducing Peggy Sue with this poem. I was like, that's good. So <laughs> it, so the, so you know, years later, I would use it to seduce my wife. But the, the poem's four lines, and I'll give you a dramatic read here. Um, it's about a man really expressing his endurance, his love, uh, enduring love for a woman. And it goes, How many loved your moments of glad grace and loved your beauty with a love false or true? But one man loved the pilgrim soul in you and love the sorrows of your changing face. So the pilgrim soul to me is the native creative explorer that is born inside of all of us. That is really our true essence that sadly we repress. Mm -hmm. You know, we kind of, we learn that creativity, uh, mistakes are bad, creative people don't make any money. Uh, we defund schools. You know, and, and all these things are getting in the way of our school system teaches people to do very linear things. Uh, it's sort of based on this, mo you know, the, the modern school system was built for the industrial age. So there's a lot of things that bring us away from creativity. And the brand is not about teaching people how to be creative. It's really teaching people to unlock their innate creativity. Oh, I like that. I do too. Yeah. Well, first of all, I like the poem and, and the reading. That was excellent. That was I'm going to go back and listen. <laughs> I know. We've never had that. You before. guys didn't fall in love with me, did you? I hope, I hope you didn't fall in love with me. Uh, I was like hanging off my seat. I'm like, <laughs> wow. Yeah, I was like drooling. Yeah. What's going on here? <laughs> no, but I love the name of it. I love, you know, the story behind it. And that's really, you know, I look at creativity totally different than most people. And it's just like this fiery, beautiful world in my mind. Creativity is great. And you're right that I think creativity is it's kind of leading into like an adventurous soul, I guess, and kind of pushing the boundaries and exploring new things. And those things could be applied in like so many different ways. I mean, just somebody going out and trying to push the boundaries of like an industry. I mean, there's like a ton of creativity involved there because you're going to have to create something new. And like you said, like the native explorers, or the native people to the lands or, 
you know, these people are all just like having to experience new things every single day and figure them out. And they're doing it just for like their own personal enjoyment and amusement. So yeah, it's the, the definite, there's been a lot of research around cannabis and creativity and the definite, one of the issues is the definition of creativity and it's, it's so all over the place. And to me, it's about, you know, as I even say in the book, it's about, you know, reinventing, experimenting, growing, taking risks, breaking rules, making mistakes, having fun. And those are all things that really cannabis can help inspire if, if focused in the right way. Which is actually, you kind of, the next thing, which is like, you know, where, you know, the, the inspiration for the journal um, was about the efficacy of cannabis and creativity. So I'm launching, you know, I work, um, I'm launching a, a cannabis brand that's very vertically focused on optimizing creative performance. There's four different blends that I put together with some cannabis scientists, one for creative imagination, one for creative focus, one um, for creative awareness, and one for, um, did I say imagination? Reflection? Mm. Creative reflection. But you can smoke my creative imagination blend and still think about your ex-husband or your mortgage. You know, there's no guarantee that you're going to have a creative experience. So I created this journal to put guardrails on that experience. And it's meant to be used while you're high. And there's about 50 different creative exercises that use classic creativity, brainstorming, ideation techniques, just made a lot more concise and a lot more fun because um, these books are kind of droll and boring. Uh, it's so it's, 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 it's this sort of, it, it ensures that you're more likely to have a very positive creative experience uh, with your cannabis um, when you use the journal. And they really do. Uh, Jared and I had the opportunity to try this out and I'll admit the first time I was going to do it, I got too high. And I'm like, I can't I even <laughs> read this book right now. So I have to put this back. Uh, but the next time we both tried it and we sat on the couch, I think we even tried an edible and it was just the amount, right amount of high. And we were able to get through a couple of the exercises. And I'll tell you guys there, it's tough. Like, you know, this is stuff that I wouldn't normally be thinking about. And we went through and, you know, there was some doodling exercises. There's some other ones like create a short story and different things that I would not have even thought about if I wasn't prompted in this journal. And it's really fun. Like we had a really great time. You know, we've only gone through 10 pages so far. Not that much, but it's really interesting. There's, there's an exercise in here called word links. There's a bunch of different mechanisms inside, but there's one exercise called word links where you have to make a connection between two seemingly unrelated words like senator and duck or divorce and remote control. And you have to use four to five words to get from the first word to the last, you know, create some kind of logical bridge. And I've heard from couples doing it together that it's really been fascinating to see how each of them think. Like they're like, that's how you got from senator to duck? That's how you think? <laughs> totally. Yeah, I had to pull up this one fun portion we did. It was on the cannabis strain names. And that was probably like the most fun I had because Lucy, Lucy and I even busted out the crowns and the colored pencils. And we even like drew in a bunch of names. And I'll show you real quick if you can see on your camera. But it's so cool that some of the strains yeah. you come up with. And so the exercise, uh, it just prompts you with a couple yeah, different questions like create a strain name that's, who does it say, like calm and... Calm and mellow. Calm and mellow. And so... What's, your, Lucy yeah, what's and I, your strain name for calm and mellow? Sherbert Sunrise. 
Sherbert Sunrise. Does that sound common now? <laughs> you're gonna love another one. You're gonna love the one for logical and focused. We called it ADDOG. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> one more. One more. One more. All right. Let's see here. Very creative. We went with lemon lightning. There you go. Lemon lightning. Yeah, you got that lemonine. Get I you. love it. Yes. Yeah, so but, if there's any, it was fun. If there's any growers out there, hit us up, guys. We'll license those strain names to you. You heard them first right here on the podcast. <laughs> uh, but no, that was a really fun exercise that Lucy and I like gigged out on because it was so fun. But at the same time, it was kind of challenging to like put together those different emotions and feelings and then associate them with cannabis. It was. It fun. was hard. You think creating a strain name would be easy? It's kind of tough. It was tough, yeah. But it was fun. Super fun. Interesting. Yeah, some, it's shocking which ones are easy to some people and and, and hard for others. It, it's all over the place. Like some that I didn't even, that I was thinking about eliminating. I People are like, oh, it's my favorite one. So it's really, it really depends on you. And the whole goal of the thing is to, to really change the way, challenge your own perspective, challenge default thinking, challenge the way you see the world, take more risks, limit judgment, like go with your gut and really rejigger perspective. Um, and that, that's what all these, pretty much all these exercises, the end goal is using a bunch of different mechanisms. So I'm curious, what was your creative process to come up with all these creative activities? Well, you know, it's interesting because I wrote this, I planted a flag that I'm going to write this book meant to be used while you're high. And I didn't actually know what the book was going to be. I was raising money from investors and it's like in my deck and I just have the title of the book. And, and, but I was super confident that I would be able to create it. I just needed time to dig into it. So I went through about 50 different uh, innovation books, books I had used, you know, I've been in, I've been the chief marketing officer of a bunch of very creative companies. So I've used these things and referenced them for years, but I finally really dug in and got into the mechanics of these things and how they work. And there's a book called Tinker Toys, which is like in his 10th printing. It's a classic. There's a book called Game Storming. Um, I have like literally in my office, I have The Art of Noticing. I have have The War of Art. There's... about a hundred different books in, in my office that I borrowed, borrowed, not stolen. When you, when you steal from one book, that's stealing. When you take from one book, if you take from a hundred books, it's, that's just research. So a lot of research. And then again, these things are kind of boring. So in, as an example, there's an exercise in here called um, losing speech. And it's, you have to, you're the, you're the uh, coach of your kid's peewee basketball team and you're up 10 points at the half. You got to give them, but you bet heavily against them. So you have to create a halftime speech that allows your team to lose with dignity while you trash yours. Oh my gosh. That's so solid. If you read it in like one of these classic innovation books, it'd be like, you're, you're your kid's coach and you have to motivate them. Like, that's kind of interesting, but not quite as interesting as trying to make your kids lose because you bet against them. That's funny. I know, right? <laughs> it's probably like more realistic to like 2020 anyways. <laughs> yeah. So it's like storytelling, manipulation through storytelling, which requires deep empathy, not only with the kids, but with the parents. You know, so there's a lot going, 
a lot of nuance going on with this. And, um, and, and, and that's, you know, and it's not something you might ordinarily do if you're a good person. <laughs> so you have to think like a bad person and, you know, think like that character and empathize with your target audience. And so that, that's just one example of like taking a classics, you know, a classic mechanism and turning it on its head and making it just a lot more fun to do while you're high. Totally. That limited the instructions to like a paragraph because nobody wants to read instructions when they're high. Yeah, right. no, it's all, it's written out really well. And that's what I was going to highlight right there, that that's that divergent thinking you're talking about, that it's not like a, it's not a situation that normally we would probably be in, but it's one of those where it's like, oh, well, I mean, this is, it's realistic. Uh, but yeah, now I have to figure out a way out of it. it totally. It's a, there's a lot of, real, we all love role play. So I tried to put some full, fun role play situations in there. We also thought about how does we, we, this book needs to be fun to read, even if you don't even do an exercise. But so there's examples that we put in there, kind of funny, and there's the exercise, and then there's the why it helps. And the why is kind of like, uh-huh, oh, interesting. You know, I never knew that. That, that, that helped. That, that's an interesting aspect of creativity. Because some of the exercises are so silly and so inane that you're like, there is no way that this is going to help me improve myself. And then, but wait, read the why section. Oh, okay. So now I can screw off, completely screw off and actually improve myself at the same time. This is, this is a win. Yeah. <laughs> I love that part you put in there about it being like a creative or competitive edge. And I was thinking about that for like business people, like going through this book would definitely open your eyes and mind to some things that you would have never thought of. So I love that concept of it being a competitive edge. That's really good. Yeah, it's like it's, you know, creativity is certainly about personal fulfillment. We all we all love to be creative. I, I don't I mean, I, I don't know anybody who doesn't want to be more creative when I was pitching the idea, I was pitching to some finance people and they were like, I don't know if people really want to be creative. I'm like, are you out of your mind? Like you should not be in charge of cannabis investments. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, and then I launched this journal and like product, uh, you know, product market fit is what you're always trying to find. And it's really been a, quite a smash hit, a very unexpected hit and certainly a labor of love. So it's, it's quite charming, but, We've it's definitely showing that cannabis for creativity is a thing that people are interested in. I don't think that we'll go into a dispensary and say, do you have anything that can help me with creativity as much as, um, I mean, some do, but I think it's, it's definitely an impact that they're, that, that they experience in a really ongoing way. Totally. And that's something that I always kind of like geek out on is just like cannabis for, different effects and that's one thing that i preach a lot on is that like you know walking into a dispensary that's gonna be tough just to say like give me something that's gonna make me more creative just because everybody's biology is different the strains are completely different and like even lucy mentioned at the start of the show sometimes like you can even find a strain that may work well but like you consume too much of it and bam like next thing you know Mm -hmm. you're all bug-eyed and staring at the ceiling and you know, you got to find that right balance of, you know, cannabinoids and, and kind of the time, place and setting to, to get creative too. Right. It, it, there's no, that's why, you know, it's 30, I, I look, this cannabis um, brand I'm launching, it's 30% science. I'm working with these guys, Abstracts Tech, who do, they do the 
oils, they're very elitist, like cannabis scientists in California. They do the oils for the Jack Herrera family, for Josh D who invented the OG strain and for Sherbinsky. And we, we analyzed over a hundred different strains that index high for creativity based on survey data, leafly data, other data. And then we mixed, you know, we looked at the terpene cannabinoid profile. We not only, we also looked at secondary and tertiary states like focus and imagination and relaxation. And we built these matrices based on different strains, putting them together. Uh, and we created these different formulas, but it's, it's still, you could smoke a sativa and fall asleep, but you know, it, it really depends on your body chemistry, as you said. And and then you could be in a bad mood or you could, so, you know, so I, we, I like to say it's sort of like 30% science, 30% placebo in that believing, you know, you're going to have a creative experience and being in the right mindset. And then 30% curriculum, um, which is using the, you know, you, using either my uh, curriculum or some kind of mechanism that helps you focus on creativity. And then I, la- I was like, oh, that only adds up to 90%. What <laughs> Like, and then I just threw in your relationship with your mother because that everything has to do with that. That's true, man. That might be like the (laughs) kicker right there. If you were, if you're struggling with creativity, maybe, maybe consult with your relationship with your mom. I don't know. That's that that. 10%. You know, you really hit the nail on the head though. I mean, maybe that's like the missing link to all of this is just, it's like cannabis and creativity. It's a combination of things. It's not just like, you can't just like smoke some sunshine sherbet and like next thing you know, you're just like <laughs> pouring with like ideas, you know, I guess it can't be that easy. I think you do have to put a little effort into it. So people who say, you don't, you're not more creative when you smoke cannabis. You just think you're more creative. <laughs> <laughs> the most ridiculous thing in the world, because if you think you're more creative, then you're more creative. It, it yeah. doesn't mean that all your ideas are going to be great ones, but that's not the point. The point of creativity is to create and having you know one idea out of ten that's decent is better than no ideas or several you know highly inhibited ideas. It's just super important not to email your boss all your ideas while you're high. There you go. Yeah, or like preference <laughs> like, it with like these are high ideas. Right. We right, just told a client to... that we're like, think about your high ideas, give it an hour, and if they're still a good idea, then send them to us. So just <laughs> give it a little bit of time. There needs to be that verification stage in the uh, creative process when yeah. you're less high or not high, maybe. It's like you. It's like how we started the show when you, you talked about how you like smoke weed to to like reconsult with yourself. You might have to like get high and then get high again to like make sure that everything's everything's straight, everything's good. Let's talk about that though, because I know that there is some science behind, you know, creativity and cannabis. And I know Jared's a neuroscience guy. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So the, you know, the, this is, you know, the macro thinking of it is that cannabis stimulates blood flow in the brain's frontal lobe and it allows neurons to fire in a much more in uninhibited way. Um, the frontal lobe is the, you know, is the, is the base for divergent thinking, thinking of multiple solutions, solutions to open-ended questions, thinking outside the box. So it's really about frontal lobe stimulation. The first part, it's a really two-part thing that's happening. And the first part is frontal lobe stimulation. The second part, which is equally important, is the um, is repressing judgment. And there's a um, uh, an area of the brain called the dorsolateral cortex, 
that's connected to planning and inhibition and self-censorship as well as cognitive control over emotions. And cannabis is known to slow it down or deactivate that area. You know, reducing judgment, reducing inhibitions is what allows you to say all these ideas, which may be inane and may be great, but just to, to, in, to really uh, not block what's happening in the frontal cortex and let, that, let those things flow. That's the basis of it. You know, I'm, I'm, and there's, there's lots of mixed research on cannabis. And, and like I said in the, earlier, it, part of the issue is people defining what creativity is. Some people define it as like useful new ideas. And, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think that Pablo Picasso would say that his creativity produces useful new ideas, <laughs> um, but it can, you know, and there's, there's a book and part of the inspiration also for this was there's a book written by this guy named Richard Florida, who was a Carnegie Mellon professor who wrote this in the year 2000, wrote this book called Rise of the Creative Class. And it's about how our economy is propelled forward by creativity and technology. You know, things like, you know, modern examples would be Instagram, which is self-expression in technology or Peloton, creativity and tech, I mean, content and technology, even Tesla would be, you know, mobile art and technology. All these, you know, the, our, our economies propelled forward and the creative class in America are scientists and educators and computer programmers and engineers and people who are paid to create and innovate. But they're also moms, and you know, who are trying to te- show their kid the way to see the, you know, how to learn and see things in a different way or, a, you know, a salesperson trying to come up with a new way to sell a product or there's so creativity touches our professions and in so many different ways there's hardly you know a profession where creativity is not a competitive edge as we you know we were alluding to previously i like that yeah i feel like some of what has always like driven my creativity is just like the essence to you know i always have this motto in my head like work smarter not harder and so i'm always like trying to become more efficient and make things more efficient and i've always kind of used that throughout my whole life to make businesses more efficient. But you're totally right. I've never really looked at that as like a creative skill necessarily, but it's totally just getting creative with your time and getting creative with resources available. So like creativity can touch so many different aspects of like your everyday life. Yeah. I mean, the, the, you know, in the future, we, so there's a bunch of things happening where creativity is becoming more and more and more important. Um, one is artificial intelligence, you know, you have, and another would be outsourcing, you know, to Asia. Uh, and the last is abundance, uh, which is, we have so much choice in the world of things to buy and things to do. And, and obviously I'm talking about America mostly. I don't think this is uh, some, an issue in, you know, Uganda, but in, in America and most Western countries, when we buy, you know, a toaster, um, it's not enough just to toast. <laughs> we need, it's got to have story and meaning and sustainability and design. And we look for all these things, which are really byproducts of creativity uh, in the things that we buy, because they're, we buy, you know, we, we want, we buy products that are representation of who we, who we are and what we stand for. So creativity is really important in building products and, and more and more those kind of jobs are going to be uh, in demand. And even if you're a lawyer, for example, and you're 
you're not a creative one. Your, you know, your job may very well be outsourced to uh, Asia or a computer might do it. So it's creativity, you know, is really something that's going to be more and more important as we evolve. And all the, you know, your parents who are saying creative people don't make any money, I think are going to be hopefully wrong in, in, in a bit. Like I have, um, you know, a young kid who in the year, you know, 2040, he'll be 30 years old. So how do you educate a kid to be productive member of society in the year 2040? Like what, what's he going to do? What's the job going to be in 2040? You know, I, I, I have no idea. So like um, I was working with Elon Musk has a middle school and my oldest, my oldest kid went to that school and it was, it was interesting because they were, you know, the things that they were, it's a project based learning school, but they were teaching kids really, they were educating kids for, you know, 20 years in the future. And it was about critical thinking, collaboration, communication, and creativity. Like if you have those four things down, um, then you're, you have a better shot at being a productive member of the working class in, you know, in the next couple of decades, creativity, collaboration, communication, and critical thinking. With That's a, very cool. I'm writing this down. Yeah. It's like good stuff. I want to go to this school. When can I I'm getting, attend? I'm getting creative already. I got to prepare for 2040. We got to stay. We got to stay above our time, man. But you're totally right. I think, and I think part of that is we've got a lot of major problems we have to solve now. And like the thinking that we're using now is technically the same thinking that arrived us to the, got us to this problem. And so, you know, the only way to get out of it is creativity. And you look at all the different problems that even we're solving now. I mean, for God's sake, Lucy and I just bought a new thermostat today and it's like a smart thermostat and it's got like flipping geofencing. So like you can roll up to your house and, you know, your heater will turn on before you even open the garage. And I mean, these are things we probably never knew we need, but at the same time, you know, Excel Energy, our energy providers like, yo, you guys can like have a really efficient house, save the environment, save yourself some money. And these are the problems that we're solving now that we didn't really even know they were an issue 20 20 years ago. I would say the, per- the person who created, you know, who built that product or the team is, they are creative. That is, that's, you know, that's a creative output. You know, that particular product you have, the the Nest or whatever mm-hmm. it is that you bought, you know, these are, these are all like products of creative output. People putting previously existing ideas together in a new way to create, you know, so in this case, it is something <laughs> particularly useful. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. Yeah, very true. Well, cool. Well, let's kind of wrap up here. And while we're still on the line of thinking, uh, what's your favorite method of consumption for producing your optimal level of creativity? I like flower. I mean, I really am a big fan of Mother Nature and how she intended us to consume her product. You, you know, the full, the entourage effect of the flower. And, you know, it, it's just hard to beat. Um, for efficiency, I, the next thing would be a full spectrum oil, like a live resin oil or, uh, or a rosin, uh, oil. The product that I'm coming out with is going to be a live resin product, which is super popular in California, probably also very popular in Colorado. Mm-hmm. It's a little, it's a little more expensive when you get to these sort of emerging States. Uh, most of them are using like a distillate oil, but they'll get there. So Anyway, so as full spectrum, as close to the plant as possible, 
um, if I can't actually just smoke flour. So are you smoking a joint? Is this like in a bong or a pipe? Um, no, I mean, I'm smoking probably uh, like a pre-roll or, or just like a hit or two. I don't need a lot. I mean, I've been smoking for a long time and I still only need like one hit of like some really great weed and I'm, or two maybe. And it's, and, and creativity, as you said before, you got too stoned. Creativity is really about low dosage. It's about mm-hmm. enhancing the experience, not being the entire experience. You know, it's, and that's and a big ethos of the brand is like low and slow, you know, tr- you can always smoke more. You can't smoke less. Yeah. So yeah, that, that so is true. really a big emphasis in the brand. I noticed that and the education around that. And I think that's, you know, something that we're moving towards and educating people as well. Now, you know, don't shop for the high THC product. Like that's not necessarily going to get you more quote unquote high, you know, trying to find these lower THC levels and less, like you said, is more. Um, so I think that's yeah. spot on. Uh, that's great. Great advice. Yeah. You know, think about when you smoke a, um, like I can smoke a 16, 17, 18% joint and get much higher than, or even just taking like one hit off it, than an 80% THC oil. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. We've talked about that a lot. You know, we've smoked vape pens and we're like, vape pens will never replace it just because you're right. Like even just like one little puff of a joint, maybe it's the full spectrum portion of it, but it just produces a totally different, much longer lasting, much more euphoric experience. And one thing I wanted to touch on that we hadn't really mentioned yet was just that you know, something like you created with your journal and kind of us even being here having this conversation around creativity, it just speaks to the level of sophistication that I believe we're starting to get into with cannabis. And it's not just, you know, the products and the technology. I think it's the mindset around it. You know, for I, for the longest time, you know, the propaganda that's been out there since the 20s, it's all been around, you know, stoners and the devil's lettuce and basically like a negative stigma attached to it. And so I think the sophisticated portions of society have had to uh, stay away from it or stay in the shadows and, you know, like really been leery of the use of it. And I think something like this really makes it to where it's very approachable and you can see yourself if you're, you know, a web designer, or an engineer or something, there's ways for you can to, to consume cannabis and not wreck your mind, I guess, and actually at the same time, enhance your mind. Totally. Steve Jobs, Carl Sagan, you know, Richard Feynman, Nobel prize winning physicist, all these guys use cannabis. You know, there's that, there's certainly a lot of, you know, the the kid in high school who, you know, smoked too much weed and, and, and never went anywhere. There's certainly that going, but that could have happened without the weed. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, it really, I appreciate what you're doing, you know, with this podcast and moving the perception of cannabis um, along. Thank you for having sophisticated people like myself on your podcast to help disprove that. Absolutely. We love sophisticated stoners. We love the sophisticated stoners. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, you know, the holidays are right around the corner. So everybody's been listening to this this whole time. You know, check it out. How do they find you and where do they buy it? Yeah, so you can go to Pilgrim Soul. If you you use lit and lucid, all caps, Mm -hmm. the word A-N-D, you get 25% off on any order. And there's also Mm -hmm. free shipping if you uh, if you want that um so you go to pilgrimsoul.com and there's a link at the top of the page i've also got these some other products i'm continuing to create other products that are meant to be used while you're high 
to enhance the efficacy of cannabis, the creative efficacy. There's a couple other products, these Hydeas scratch notes. Ooh, I love it. I'll send you some. <laughs> that sounds so fun. <laughs> that sounds so cool. Oh, I love Hydeas. All right, guys, get at the website, <laughs> pilgrimsoul.com. Use code LIT and LUCID, LIT and A-N-D, LUCID. Get I know out. you guys have stock and you have to stuff, so... These are up. fun too. I might just buy another one just so I can like have something to, to color. Lucy's been coloring stuff in and I'm like, I want to color that in too. Yeah, so. I've been taking up all the coloring pages. <laughs> this is like, that's like oh. the funnest, one of the funnest little like interludes in all of this is the really cool graphics and designs and stuff that you get to color in. What's that one? Are you sharing one? What's up? You're, I only sent you one. You're sharing one. I'll have to oh, send Oh, we're you. sharing. We're yes. sharing. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, we're doing fine. All right. Well, one last question, Sean, while we've got you on the show, we've got to ask, are you lit or are you lucid? It's a very difficult question. Like I, in the beginning of this, this um, interview, when I'm in my flow state, I'm really, I'm both, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for to be both lit and lucid. That's why I, I smoke to be lit and lucid. Like I said, lucid is one of my favorite words. When I, when I, the greatest compliment, like when I play that, that I, I feel like I can give a, like a woman, like my wife is a lucid beauty. You know, she's just like, you know, mm-hmm. her mind is crisp and her, and her soul and her obviously physical appearance is beautiful. So I, sorry, I'm getting on <laughs> diverging. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm going. I try to go for lucid as much as possible, but I'm, 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 I'm. I don't. I feel like I'm not. I don't want to cop out on you guys to try to say both. But yeah, you can though. We'll take it. <laughs> but I'm. I really. I smoke weed for flow state. You know, in the best case scenario, it doesn't always work out. But I love to get high and riff and and really connect, talk to other people, and just build ideas and and just riff on ideas, make nonsense, make sense, whatever seems to happen. I love that. We had a talk beforehand and I thought you were going to say both. So yeah. I'm down oh, with it. No, I agree too. And I think, you know, it, we don't, we don't like normally offer that as an option, but I mean, we are the lit and lucid podcast and like, we always want people to strive to do both. Like, why not be both? So, you know, you could be both rocket. Thank it. you. That's cool. Yeah. I think that's like ultimately like where it's at is like find the balance of both and like learn to use both sides whenever you need it. All right, you guys. Well, thank you so much, Sean, for sharing with us and sharing your journal with the world. I hope everybody enjoys it. Make sure you check it out. Pilgrimsoul.com. Use code lit and lucid for 25% off. And you guys with that, I'm lit. I'm lucid. And that's it. Laters. Laters.